Welcome back, all you Ugnots and Jawas out there. This is Mando Talk, your home for discussion, speculation about the Mandalorian. We just finished watching Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, and I'm joined alongside my weekly co-host, Nolan Ferris. How you doing? I'm doing good. Alrighty. We have a special guest joined alongside with us tonight. It is Brandon Anderson. He is our very own logo artist. Brandon Anderson, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it's nice to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, Absolutely. good to You're have welcome. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of this studio you guys got set up here. It's, it's got a lot of Star Wars memorabilia and posters everywhere. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it, uh, it's all of our main hosts right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor. it puts me in the mood. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, a lot of things just collected throughout the years as far as childhood goes. So some memories here with some of them, little prequel toys that are unboxed that I used to play with. Me and my brother used to play with when we were little. Uh, other than that, now that uh, my fandom's gotten really nerdy, now you see all the new toys still all boxed up. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting those out. No, Everything's still in the box, No, mostly. For, for sure, 11-year-old Brandon is, is so jealous of you right now. So. Yeah. But I'm glad to be here and nerd out with you guys for a little bit. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, it's going to be fun. Brandon, a couple questions we always ask our guests. Let me well, actually, we've only asked Nolan so far, because originally, <laughs> originally he was a guest, but now he's just a weekly co-host, which is great. So, B.A., what is your favorite Star Wars movie? I'm going to have to say it's Revenge of the Sith. I know it's Nolan's favorite movie as well. We had a discussion off air about Yeah, he's much more of a fan than I am. We figured out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a good movie because I grew up with the original trilogy, and it was just the culmination of all of yeah. that you know, coming uh, yeah. to a absolutely. close. So uh, it's just a great movie. Overall. No, I absolutely agree with you. I would say Revenge of the Sith is a huge part of my childhood because mm-hmm. of like you said, yeah, they come out up everything, and it come out right when we were. I mean, we right. were we were at we that were age, in toys. We right were at there. that age where we finally came to an understanding of what all of this like nerdy mm-hmm. stuff was. Right. So that was actually really cool to see. Okay, so second question then that we always ask when we have guests come on is who is your favorite Star Wars character, or just kind of who do you connect with the most? See, now that one was a bit more tough question. Uh, I, I've been thinking about it. You know knowing that I was going to be on this week. And I was torn because there's so many great characters in the Star Wars universe. Right. Uh, but if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Obi-Wan. And okay. I, I came down to that decision because Ewan McGregor is such a phenomenal actor okay. in this movie. So you're talking about Obi-Wan in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, definitely. Okay, so bouncing off of that, though, episode one, two, or three, Obi-Wan, or just all of them. Just all of them. I mean, okay. three, he kicks Anakin's butt, which is pretty cool. But yeah, <laughs> for sure. Again, bias because yeah. that movie. But. All right, so that's Nolan's favorite character, so you just took a shot at him there, saying that he oh. kicked his butt. Yeah, so, so <laughs> me and me and Caleb were talking about that off air. You like him so much but when he's good Anakin in that movie, but it's only for like the first like eighth of that movie. And then, you know, he kills younglings in that movie too, right? <laughs> but I said before the dark side. Okay. <laughs> so, so he liked him for an eighth of a movie. Yeah, then. agree to disagree. <laughs> All righty. Well, I will. Well, that's a little bit about Brandon. I'm glad that he's here, that we can talk about this show. We're going to do things, or gonna, we're going to try to do things a little bit different, where we're going to break this kind of up into some segments. First segment we're going to do is just we're going to talk about that episode that we just finished watching that was titled The Gunslinger. Following that, we're going to get into some speculation as far as what we expect to see next in this show. So the first thing, to just go ahead and get this started first thing we see in this episode is the Mandalorian flying through space and it looks like really to me what I took away from this scene was it was the show taking an opportunity to show that the Mandalorian is a good pilot out yeah of he's space. a very good pilot he's a very good pilot and very talented behind the uh, I guess you would say the steering wheel yeah. of a spacecraft right where he uh, he takes out that bounty hunter in the first scene yeah definitely and and that's something too with Star Wars too it, it it, it's funny. It almost seems like there's a 50-50 split. You're either a really good pilot or, or, you're terrible. or you just stay on a planet. So <laughs> yeah. it, it was cool to see that he's you know the, the latter of those two. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of cool Star Wars connections there inside that just that one scene alone where that shot of him trying to track him on his scope, or I don't even know what they call it. It's on, like a little radar shapes, thing. Yeah. Right, the, the radar things. It looked just like they were in the original trilogy. Yeah. Whenever Vader was trying to aim at Luke and all those uh, X-Wings, that was really cool to see. Yeah, and another thing, it goes back to, I guess, what, the first episode where the Mandalorian walks into that uh, bar cantina thing? 
And he's like, I'll take you in warm or take you in cold. Right, yeah. And, and then he said, that's my line. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was awesome. That was, pretty, <laughs> that was cool. pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So overall, that scene, it just gave us a lot of little callbacks there. And then we advanced to even more of a huge, huge callback. And we finally get to see Tatooine in live action cinema again. That was super cool to see because we got to see Moss Eisley again. All those uh, famous-looking buildings locations the cantina the cantina yeah. we get to see it, it was not what i was picturing it was gonna be yeah it looks very different from from the cantina that we know and yeah love, so. i did uh, yeah so brandon you want to bounce off of kind of why you think it looked a little different because i know you speculated a little bit there off air yeah why it, that it was, was something that i caught upon watching it i know in i'm gonna forget the movie what do you know exactly what movie it is where <laughs> Where they go there first, mm -hmm. A New Hope. Okay, it, it's in A New Hope? Yeah. And so they say that there's no droids allowed, and they make uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 wait outside. Right. Yeah. Well, in this movie, you go in, and it's funny that you guys talked about the Mandalorian not liking droids, because that's pretty much all that's in there is just droids yeah, running right. the place. Yeah. And this is funny, too. I'm not 100% sure on this. We didn't talk about this. But I think those droids are the ones that work for Jabba the Hutt. So I think this cantina is completely turned into just like a smuggler's, like you come to get a contract and you leave. Right. Yeah. I think the Mandalorian knows that. Well, I mean, I don't know because the the guy behind the bar said that you couldn't do any more bounty right. behind, and he said, right. on but, Tatooine. So right. is that, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, you have a point. I mean, I didn't know for sure. It just right. looks like droids that I've seen before in the Star Wars. I don't no, know. That's where he gets his job from. So maybe Doesn't he's just kind of. Doesn't that droid also say that the huts aren't around anymore as well? Someone hmm. in that inside that episode says it. I mean, I'm sure diabetes has got to catch up to Jabba the Hutt eventually. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we know how Jabba the Hutt's gone because of, yeah. you know, Princess Leia. But um, So, yeah, before we even get to that cantina, though, we finally get to see that shot that we have always been talking about on yeah, this podcast. we've always been wanting to see it of the stormtroopers. seeing the stormtroopers on those spikes. Yep. And I have to say, personally, I was a little disappointed because I guess in my own head canon, I thought that I was going to get to see the Mandalorian be the one that caused all of those stormtroopers on the spikes. But it ends up just being something that it looks like the Tatooine citizens are okay with just leaving there. Because it looks like they're pumped that the Empire's not controlling them anymore is right. what I kind of took away from that. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I don't think the New Republic is ashamed of beating the most powerful force right. ever. Well, see, that brings up an or so actually far. extremely interesting question. Is the New Republic present in the Outer Rim? Because Tatooine is in the Outer Rim. And they keep talking about go to the inner core to see how the New Republic is. And the Mandalorian in the previous couple episodes says, well, that's a joke. Yeah, he's like, Psh, unreal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there has to be a trickle down effect with the galaxy being so huge. Like even Absolutely. if they won the war in certain spots, it has to, you know, come back to a central. Well we've seen yeah, I think we've seen that a little bit too in this uh in this Mandalorian uh was it the chapter chapter two? Or is it it's chapter it? one where what where he it? goes and the Imperial are still functioning, they're just having mm -hmm. to do it Secretly. underground. Secretly, yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. So I think they maybe they got pushed to the outer rim, but and I think this could be a tie-in to the new episode that's coming out where, you know, we see all the Imperial ships coming up from the ice and everything. From underground. From underground. Right. And I think it's awesome in The Mandalorian how he kind of has to go underground a little bit to, to get them. to them. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think we might see a tie-in right no, there, too. That's really cool. That's really cool. Good little discussion there. Um, one thing, though, that we haven't touched on yet, we do get to meet a new character. Uh, before he gets to that cantina, her name is Pelimoto, and she is kind of like the bay repair lady that she's just inspecting. Yeah, she's kind of like a mechanic, I guess you'd yeah, say. Yeah, inspecting his ship as he lands. Talks about all the different things that went wrong with that ship and how she thought, if if she had to guess, it looked like she, that he got in a shootout. Yeah, I think she was trying to sell him a bunch of parts and everything. Yeah. But another thing I noticed before there um, is uh, another encounter with uh, droids. So. Yeah, so we meet the still. These are familiar droids. Yeah. These are the pit droids for pod racing in episode right, one, yeah. going all the way back to Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. So I think we get to see, like Dave Filoni, the one of the producers for this yep. show. He was very heavily included for the Clone Wars. We get to see one of those little connections in this. Yeah, I think overall it builds continuity too. I mean, and that that's one problem that. I personally have with like the last Jedi is it kind of breaks up some of that continuity, right. but we won't get into a lot of that here, but 
I mean, just to keep that continuity throughout these episodes, I feel like is great because it allows us to, you know, jump back and, and nostalgic memories and stuff surface. So I, I think it's great to see Absolutely. something like that. Yeah, it kind of takes your attention away from the episode a little bit and be like, man, I've seen those before. Where, you know, And then you right. start thinking about where you've seen them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, then it takes you all the way back to the previous episodes. Right. And I think it's cool. Right. I think I think we're, that it's a really good thing, and it's it needs to keep happening. Well, it's also kind of like what we were talking about when we started this episode where Star Wars puts us back in our childhood. When I see that droid, mm-hmm. I think um, six-year-old Caleb watching episode one. Right. Watching little minutes. Anakin. Mm-hmm. Right. Fits in the... Dust them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big thing that I want to talk about with that character before we um, leave that scene. One thing that she was doing with her pit droids was playing a game of Sabacc. Uh That is a game that a lot of Star Wars nerds out there know uh, that Han Solo and Lando Calrissian played that game to win over the Millennium Falcon. Well, in Solo, a Star Wars story, we see that Han really beats Lando, but Lando tricks him I don't, have y'all seen that movie i haven't, I haven't but this it. is great I, okay, okay i need to get around to watch okay. it for sure. <laughs> well for sure. lando lando tricks him into thinking that han's got this one lando's got a card up his sleeve he pulls it out lays it down so he gets to keep the falcon mm-hmm. but at the very end of solo a star wars story han goes back to see lando he knows that he's going to trick him so he outsmarts him and ends up winning the millennium falcon from lando playing that type of game gotcha so that's the a cool little game. connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the same game that they're right. playing. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty cool. But then that's when he goes to the cantina right there, and right. then it's yeah. all ran by droids, is what we were saying earlier. Yeah. And uh, so, what do you guys think happened to there with the droids? With the droids, do you think that was part of the New Republic? Well, okay, I don't know if this is old canon or if it's still canon, but I'm pretty sure that the Empire, whenever they took control of the galaxy, they treated droids like slaves. Right. So they weren't welcome that. anywhere. Like in Episode 4, A New Hope, mm-hmm. 3PO and R2 had to get out because they weren't welcome in there. Right. So I'm curious now if maybe that the Empire is no more, that those are now jobs that people just, I don't know, I wouldn't want yeah. personally yeah. because that's just a rugged little area. Right. So maybe it's just something like, well, we'll have a droid do that. And you have to think too. I mean, this place was ravaged by war. The a bunch of these civilians and you know people on this planet probably went to fight in the resistance at one point. So you have to think too. Maybe oh, the population is kind of not not crippled in the sense, but they have to be taken a. There's not so, a probably there's probably not a lot of wealth right in so, the area. So so a lot of these you know vacancies and jobs have to be taken up by what's there and what they have is right. droids. So uh, yeah. yeah. Well, also we could also get into how there gets to be a lot of droids in Tatooine. We could also tie that back to a New Hope with mm-hmm. all those Jawas selling off all those selling yeah. all the parts. <laughs> yeah. And everything. yeah. So in that cantina, we kind of meet the character that's going to guide us through the rest of this episode, and his name is Toro. I'm not sh- quite sure how to pronounce his last name. Any of y'all? Calican. Toro Calican. Okay. So Toro Calican. He's someone that wants to be in the guild, and he wants to. F- do whatever it takes to get inside that guild and he has a bounty on this character called Finnick Shand and that leads the way for the remainder of the episode. Thoughts on that character when I, we first met him? I was not a fan. I mean, I was a fan of the acting. He's a really yeah. good acting, mm-hmm. but it just I don't know. He's very arrogant. Yeah. He he was acting like he he knew everything mm-hmm. and then the, you know the Mandalorian, he's like, "Well, good luck with it. You know, you seem, seems like you got everything under control there." It, uh by the way, she's, you know, an elite uh, warrior, warrior. Yeah. So yeah, he certainly talked a big talk too. I think it was cool too how how they dressed the character. They had him wearing a vest, sort of like a. I think I'm Han Solo. Like yeah, oh, that's very like he's trying cool. like he's trying well, to he, fill some big shoes. That, another thing was he sitting in the spot yeah, that Han Solo was. And his, his feet were kicked booth, up and everything yeah. too. So I thought that was cool to have this sort yeah. of noob just showing up. Like well, you know, yeah. I, I'm in charge. Want to be yeah, yeah want to be bounty hunter. Like you said though, the acting. I wasn't a he fan was a of the very... character, but I thought the actor played that type of role right. perfectly. Like yeah, he, the... he played the character he was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, he he played it very well too. I think all the acting in this episode was really good. Yeah, all the actor actresses were great inside this episode. This character ends up convincing the Mandalorian to help him along the way to try to get that bounty. 
Not sure what he offered. Does he offer him to give him all the money that he yeah, gets he's from a, those he's, wars? He's, yeah, because the Mandalorian's looking to repair his ship, and he needs money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he, he's kind of in that pickle right now, so he's going to take his money from him, because all he cares about is just it's getting, just in getting into the guild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they take off. They get he The Mandalorian instructs him to come back with two speeders, Right. and we get to see those two speeders, and they take off on their mission. Right. Uh, well... Before that, I mean, she finds Baby Yoda, the uh, the mechanic. Oh, yeah. Inside uh, the, the Razor Crest. Peli Motto or whatever her name is. Uh, yeah. She finds, or Baby Yoda walks out, and so they have that kind of inter- interaction. Right. Where she's like, okay, well, you're going to have to pay me more. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a another tidbit there. Because at the end, we see that she gets paid very, very well. Oh, very oh, well. Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and Disney Plus is doing this thing right. They're showing Yoda just enough to keep everybody entertained. Yeah, absolutely. I know you see you see memes and gifs of this all the time. I know you said last week that they're selling this stuff. So right. I mean, props to Disney Plus because there's some movies that make the whole movie about money. And I feel like for the Mandalorian, right. they're entertaining Star Wars fans with you know all these throwbacks and this uh, yeah. compelling story. And then they're keeping you know new fans of the show interested. Absolutely. Uh, with this, mm-hmm. you know, so sort of character. I want to actually connect that to. My dad is watching the show. He <laughs> never watches Star Wars, yeah. okay? <laughs> and he is getting pumped about this show. Mm-hmm. Well, not pumped, but he's getting into it. And right. the reason why he says he's getting into it is because he feels like he's watching a Clint Eastwood right. movie in space. It has yeah. that vibe. So it's definitely. got that vibe to it. It's got all the nerdy stuff that keeps me and people like us interested. And it's also and it's got, got a cute little baby Yoda yeah, that keeps that keeps our else. wives interested. Yeah, our wives. <laughs> yeah, are so interested. they watch it with us. <laughs> Everyone's interested. So it's doing a great job at doing that. And I, and Star Wars, I mean, it was originally supposed to be like a scientific western. Originally, like, yeah, like a sci-fi, sci-fi soap but opera western, western, kind of. yeah, movie, like, like Space Cowboys, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I really think they're they're going back to the roots right there, back to the drawing board and. uh bringing back the Western feel, which we definitely get. I mean, even in the uh, the title of this episode, The Gunslinger. Oh, absolutely. So. The next part that we get inside this episode kind of bounces off of that Western vibe, too. When they're riding on those speeders across that desert uh, location, again, it's kind of like cowboys in space, but instead of horses, they're riding on speeders. So that kind right. of adds to that little... And- Seeing these speeders again brought me back to Battle of Endor. I was like, "Yep, yeah, these are some so, cool, you know, pieces of machinery that have been those are existing like in the Star similar Wars to speeders that we saw in Return of the Jedi that were scout troop scout troopers were riding yeah. on them. And then also for me, the Mandalorian speeder reminded me of the speeder that Anakin was riding when he went after to kill all the Tusken Raiders that were hurting his mother. Mm-hmm. So. Th- that speed, the speeder that he was riding reminded me of that one. I'm not sure if they're the same one, but the, just the way he was riding it kind of reminded me of that yeah. one. And so, yeah, so they're riding out, and uh, they're in the middle of the desert. And then uh, they come upon a uh, another bounty hunter, wasn't it? There's another bounty hunter going out after his target that was riding well, that was dead. Well, first they run into the Bef- Tusken Raiders. Yeah, before oh, that, yeah, they before see they... Tusken Raiders in the distance. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, they think they... Well, the guy, the new guy thinks <laughs> yeah. he sees him in the distance. Is and that, the Mandalorian's they... like, well, uh, why don't you turn around and talk to him yourself, basically? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the Mandalorian pretty much bargains with him and lets him... Uh, uh, gives him, what, the binoculars? Yeah. For their passage through? It's yeah. kind of like some weird sign language that they had going on. I really wish I could decode it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think it's cool, too, they added that because it adds another layer to the Mandalorian that he's not just this, you know, achieved fighter and knows mm-hmm. all these, has all these weapons. Yeah. He's also, you know, voiced in different languages and, well, can, and he knows his way around. He's, so. he's, he spoke, he tried to speak Jawese or Jawa, Jawa whatever Jawa, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Jawanese. Uh, and they said, you sound like a Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really cool if he started speaking Wookiee. So far, oh though, my gosh. only two people we know that do that are Han Solo and Rey. Doesn't Yoda? Yeah. Yes, Yoda speaks Yoda to too. the Wookiees, yeah, in episode three. So is Baby Yoda going to be able to speak Wookiee? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So after they get passage through uh, by the Tusken Raiders, they run into another bounty hunter that has been uh, killed off the back of uh, what was that beast called? What was the uh, a dubak? A dubak. A dubak. So <laughs> yeah, so he's he gets uh, pretty much sniped off of the back of this mm-hmm. dubak, 
I guess he's heading after the same target they are because he's got a bounty yeah, fob. So, uh, yeah. But when the Mandalorian figures out what's going on, he's trying to run away. And he gets shot in the Beskar steel, yeah, his yeah. armor, twice. Sniped. Yep. And yeah, we get to see just how strong this armor is because it takes what two shots in that scene? Two shots. He, and, he took two and he shots even says when he comes back over the ridge to hunker down with is it Taro? Taro. Yeah, the character that yeah, was the character away. we weren't a huge fan of. Right. But yeah. he, he's telling him that at, at this range because he knows it was a sniper bolt that right. hit him. He said at this range, you know, his best guard still is pretty much invincible. And then that leads to him saying, "But I don't have it on." He's like, "Well, you're kind of out of luck." Yeah. So, <laughs> oh keep, well, keep your head down. So. Yeah. And so their plan is to wait till dark, and then they're going to try to make a move on the uh, the sniper, which they think, and they're pretty sure based on their fobs, that is the target. Uh, from Toro. Yeah, and then we get a cool little funny scene there in the middle of the night when uh, <laughs> yeah. Toro is trying to wake him up and he starts doing all these fancy moves. Another and, another throwback to the old cowboys where they used to right. flip their revolvers and everything. He's uh, flipping it around. Who was it from Tombstone? Oh, what's his name? Doc. Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. That's what that reminded me of. With his little tin cup. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. But then they take uh, flash charges and he gives one to uh, Toro. The Mandalorian gives one to Toro, and they say, just ride as hard as you can to the wall, and then we'll alternate shots, and it'll blind her scope. So that's how they get up to her. Uh, the Mandalorian actually gets shot off of his uh, yeah, he speeder. Got, his speeder got S- shot. Sniped. Yeah. yeah, the speeder got sniped, and then eventually, I don't know why, but he stood up just randomly and, yeah. and stood there and yeah, took I didn't, a shot straight I didn't understand, to the chest. I didn't understand that at all. I don't know why. If he was just trying to keep her eye, her eyes on him, because I, to let she the dude knows, get around him, she knows that he's the real threat. This well, dude, yeah, this obviously, it's not yeah. a threat. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, he takes a shot right to the chest yeah. at close range. So, does do you think that damaged his armor? I mean, I'm sure it damaged his armor a little bit. But what what I was gonna say is, you were talking about he stood up. I think they were kind of working in unison, him and uh, Toro, because uh, he, you know, he kind of gets knocked off, and Toro shoots a flare up, and but. Bu- by the time that one fizzles out, that flare, mm-hmm. he stands up because that's a huge rock face. And it, when when she does shoot the Mandalorian, she turns around and Taro is right there. So there has to be right. some kind of time that passed. And I think, you know, them back and forth. And then once the Mandalorian gets up there to help back up Toro, he says, you know, thanks for the distraction. So I think right. that might have been what they were trying to get at. That's just how I took it. At least. I think it's no, like a double distraction. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of yeah. working in unison to get I can her see off that. I can balance. see that happening. I just... Anything clever that that other character could possibly do, I just don't see happening. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> but he distracted him, like you said. They got up there because of that distraction, and a little fight scene breaks out, and we see Toro get whooped. I saw like Ronda Rousey come out there in that scene with the arm yeah, bar. <laughs> the arm bar. You hear the arm popping and everything. Yeah. But uh, so they take her into custody and uh, put her in handcuffs, and uh, Mandalorian has to go find that um, do back to uh, to ride everybody in because they lost the speeder. Yeah, Yeah. and so while he's gone, well, he tried to get Toro to go get it, but he's like, "I'm not leaving you here with my bounty and my 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 way home." (laughs) Toro's intuition kicked in a little bit. He's like, "Mm, "Yeah, we finally see that he might not be as dumb as he looks. He might actually (laughs) have some smarts." And so, uh, so Mandalorian takes off after that do back. And then while he's gone, and it looks like the sun's about to come up, or the sun is coming up. Suns. Suns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to remember oh, where we're my at. My bad, Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. So the suns are coming up, and um, uh, what's her name? Navarro. No, that's the planet No, that's name. the planet. Oh, what's, her, what's her name, though? The Finnick. Finnick. Yeah. Finnick is, uh, is talking about, it's pretty much setting the Mandalorian out for, for who he is, because Toro has no idea who he is. Nope. He just thinks he's some guy with Mandalorian armor, Mandalorian whatever. And uh, she's telling him about Navarro uh, and what happened there with uh, the guild. The guild and the Mandalorian going against the guild. Yeah, basically man- the Mando going rogue. So she's like, yeah. hey, he's the bigger he's target. He's the big like, target. If you're in it for money, and then he even says, you know, I'm not in this for money. I'm here to, you know, become a member of the guild. And she was like, well, you could bring me in and maybe be a member, or you can bring him in and you'll be a legend. If be you a legend, bring yeah. And you'll be a legend, yeah. So, uh, so he makes the decision, but she was trying to get, she was trying to get him to want her help, and he ends up shooting her. 
Yeah, he, he sort I of. I think that was that was probably the smartest move he's yeah, made. That was whole episode. Say, I mean, we don't know because obviously he shot her. But if she would have came out of those uh, handcuffs, oh, she had she already looked him once. Him. So yeah, she, she was definitely no telling what she would have done in broad daylight to this I mean, guy. She was an so. elite warrior. She would have mm. killed him and then probably went and blindsided the Mandalorian well, and mm. taken the baby Yoda Tell you what, and everything. What? The, the show is over. What yeah. <laughs> do you think you would have preferred it had she gotten free, killed him? And then she was the one that was at the very end of the movie that the Mando had to kill. Because that would, I think, I think that, she would have. I think that would have been a better fight scene if she would have been the one that got back to the ship to take mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. Yeah, but the Mandalorian not expecting something like that. I think she would have taken it. I think she would have done it. I think she would have killed the Mandalorian and taken Baby Yoda. Oh, I, I agree. And that the that's what she would have tried to do or tried to have done. But what I'm saying is, would you have rather had seen that scene that was at the very end between? Toro and the Mando to be between the Mando and Finnick. And we know that the Mando wins, but would you have rather seen Finnick in some more scenes there? See, I feel like if it was Finnick at the end, Baby Yoda wouldn't be involved. I feel like a bounty hunter and like a... She was a bounty hunter, right? Or is she just yes. a, a Well, I don't know. Warrior? She was an elite, It says she was an elite uh, warrior Well, she was very or? much aware of what was well, going on with we'll the ju- We'll just assume that she's... I think, it, I think she was a bounty hunter because I think it said yeah. her whole group was like done away with and she's just... Oh, yeah, because she used to do elite bounty hunting on... Uh, Maybe under Java. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, be. that's I what it was. Yeah, yeah. under the that's hut. just spe- that's just speculation. Off hut. for the hut. I yeah. feel like if she would have went back, she would have set up traps, so we wouldn't have got that sort of like you know hostage oh, situation. Yeah, she said. Uh, or, uh, like she would have set up some kind of mines or something along the ship, and like I mean, made it a cleaner kill. But yeah. I feel like with the inexperience of Toro, then it, it kind of adds that element of you know like life or death, which we saw a little bit in episode four with the. Sniper. So yeah, you saying the huts reminded me. Uh, it's some somewhere. I think maybe it was uh, Toro that says it, but they say that um, her the, her employers were all taken out by the New Republic, which were the huts and everything like that. I think so that's in there somewhere. She says that the New Republic took out the huts. Then is is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying Toro. When when he was talking to the Mandalorian about this target, was uh, said that all of, the reason she's got a bounty is because all of her employers were taken out by the New Republic. I don't think the Huts of the New Republic, if that's what you're saying. No, no, no. They admit, yeah. And then they tried to do away with all the outlaws. Well, they did do away with all the outlaws. Mm-hmm. I mean, they well, killed Java. Well, you got to think about it too. Well, you got to think about how the rebellion in Episode Six killed off the main guy, Java the Hut. Right. So at that point, that Hut. Hut cartel is crippled pretty exactly. drastically because it's not shown, but it's implied that the who's who of bounty hunters were on that. Right. What What's it called? The, the flying ship? Is that what yeah, you yeah. The ship yeah. that that his, that was on Tatooine, right? Right. Yeah. It was in actually the dune. Went down. Yeah. The dune sea, where That's we where see they were, weren't they? Right. Because it said she was last seen in the dune sea. Yes. So. We're that in the area. same area. So, that area. So yeah, is she where... may not have ran far. She just should have just could have been just hiding out, you know, right. trying to lay low for a couple of years. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, that yeah. makes sense why she That's was point, on yeah. Tatooine. Hmm. Because hmm. her employer was the Huts. Yep. Okay. Well, that makes a whole lot, lot more sense. A lot, a lot of confusion there, there. But yep. I think we got it figured out now. Yeah. So we're back at the ship now, right? We're. He goes back. Yeah, he goes back. Well, no, yeah. he goes back and sees uh, Fennec's body lying there, and he realizes that, you know, Tora right. may have wisened up to that he does have a bounty on his head. Well, so. we think that's him, but we only see the legs. Well, I no, mean, no, I'm, I ta- guess he I'm would talking have about to go back. because he gets that, I forget the animal's the name. Yeah, the Dubok. And yeah. he goes and he sees Fennec lying there, so then he goes back to yeah. the ship because he, he knows sees... that Toro's going for okay. Baby Yoda. Okay, okay. And, yeah. Yeah. So he sees her lying on the ground. So she goes back. He goes back to the Razor Crest because he knows Toro probably has figured something out at this point. And when he gets there, we see that he's got Baby Yoda and the mechanic lady Pelly. 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 He's got them two. Yeah. He's got them two held as hostage, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we see another, not really a fight here go down, but more intimidation. What's going on? What's going to happen? And he uses those flares again to get him out yeah. of the situation. The flash charges to uh, distract him while he sneaks over to the side. And I noticed he snuck over to the side that Baby Yoda wasn't. Right. Because yeah. he was holding him in the opposite arm. Very strategic. To, uh, 
very strategic and very smart. You, you know, we see more of the uh, the wit from the Mandalorian. Yeah, he he kind of underestimates. Uh, talking about Toro, he kind of mm. underestimates that uh, Pell Moto mm-hmm. is actually you know kind of taking a liking to Baby Yoda. He's like yeah. you you know you go cuff him. So, yeah. Like I don't know. It just it just was a recipe for failure to send somebody who has invested interest in well, Baby Yoda. There to we go. There guy. we go again. I don't think he's the smartest character, but I think his Definitely. smartest move the whole episode was killing Finnick. Finnick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually kind of want to throw this out there. I don't know if this was a recording goof or if it was intentional, but when I, we watched that the second time, whenever Toro was shot and they showed him falling off of the bridge to the ship i don't know if maybe i'm making things up here but i felt like baby yoda was no longer in his hands at that point he, he wasn't when it pants so when it pants happened? to him hitting the ground what happened there because baby yoda was far away when they found him he was him. way behind some you think he forced his way over there i mean force sleep and we see baby yoda or not baby yoda we see yoda have legit force sleep force sleep yeah. Yeah. i mean you have to with feet that small or like legs <laughs> that small you gotta yeah, get around somehow jumping around found fighting dooku in episode two yeah maybe that's just in their species which we still don't know the name of i don't know did did y'all see that too though no, i, I saw the scene I, I, did, I didn't catch that to where he was no longer in his arms while he was falling while mm-hmm. he was falling off and see part of me thought like you had thought originally i think i was like oh, maybe they just you know when they were goof. shooting it, maybe they, they didn't want to squish fall. the puppet yeah they didn't yeah. want to <laughs> fall with this puppet they made but that's a good point too for Yoda to be Who knows? so Something far away about. and hidden. Something. and Well, he comes out from behind crates right? and holds his little hand so how up. how he get there is just something to think about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But then uh, I guess he leaves the planet. That's pretty yeah, much... Well, he, he takes off. He steals... He takes the money out of this... Uh, pocket. Out of Toro's pocket and gives all of it. Dumps it all out. All of it. To Pelly's hand. To Pelly's hand. Yeah. So she gets very well paid. Yeah, she does. That's, and then, again, uh, like the second or third time we've seen the Mandalorian just dish out credits. Yeah, I don't think he has any money on him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He's I def- don't. He's definitely got some some motives that we don't know of yet, but I feel like money is not high on that. I feel like he has enough to get by because you see him pay her, her 500 at the first episode just to dock there. And that's another thing. Yeah. Do you think that was the 500 from episode four that he took from the two uh, see, natives I know we that talked they about, helped? I talk, we talked about yeah. that. I don't remember if... Uh, how much exactly that he got from the natives? I don't know if it ever said. And if he gave it to Kara? Yeah, but I don't. I don't know because he kind of bargains with uh, Kara or Kara that you know it's just isolation, so that might yeah. have worn over without the money. But right, we'll just, I guess we'll out. just have to yeah. wait and see. I don't know. So that I mean, they take off, and that pretty much wraps up our recap. Now, what do you guys think is going to happen well, in the next episode? There's one. There's one thing I so want to talk we about. Can use the very end of the episode. The, to help us when it comes to speculation, the cliffhanger at the end. Oh yeah, of the where, where we have Phoenix's body lying there, and we see this uh, figure with a cape walk up, right, and, and inspect the body. I mean, we yeah. don't get a shot of this character's you know upper torso and head area, so we don't know uh, for a fact who it is. Uh, any speculation, guys? Because I have a theory that I think I know who it is. All right, you want to just go ahead? And just go this. ahead, okay, because so, I think I know who it is. So this is throwing it back. I know we talked about it a little bit off air, but we didn't want to ruin it because we wanted you guys to get, you know, our first impressions. Um, this is a callback, too, for those of you. I think you, you said your favorite movie was The Empire Strikes Back. Yep. So they're on Coruscant, right? And Darth okay. Vader's in the room, and I think it's Han and Luke at that point. Well, walk in, and, they, and get, they get shot at by Boba Fett. When he walks in, he's, he's got some jingling spurs on. And I know when we watched it the when we watched it the first time. No right? way. No, so you're okay. Boba so, yeah. Okay. So oh, we watch oh, him. Oh my god. This character Stop. walks in, has spurs, right? And you said it was more of a Western vibe, which it was. It is a Western. But yeah. and we talked about it earlier. It's on Tatooine where that ship goes down. He gets knocked into the squirrel. And he the goes into pit. The, yeah, right? the pit. He was such a great character for Star Wars. I think in George Lucas's mind, they do not want him to die by just being pushed off a ship. I think this season is going to tie in the greatest Mandalorian that we've seen, or fake Mandalorian. So, I mean, that's just my theory. I'm open to see I'm what floored. you guys are. I think that's great. I did not even And you guys have to go back, because I, I, I want to say I remember, because when I watched that movie, I was like, I feel like he's just a cowboy, because everywhere he moves, it sounds like he's got spurs on. Yeah. So, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? I, I was thinking, now I want to believe that it's yours. We'll have but, to watch it when we finish. And, yeah, and we'll sure have to watch see. it again. But my thing... What I thought it was was um, uh, Grief Karga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because very, we know he's not dead. Right. All right. So just before we keep going with this conversation, this is great. We are now in our speculation segment. Yeah, here. we're oh, specula- full yeah. on speculation. <laughs> yeah. I do segment. not know how the Mandalorian's going to end. So, I'm so just, these are yeah. all predictions. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing I wanted to say, if um, if you could and you want to comment on our Facebook page and send us some tweets about what your speculations are, Definitely. and we'll talk about them on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, before we get into also, our recap, also on that the, Facebook the page, if you make a, a mention or a question or comment on that page, I will we someone will quickly get back to you just to just discuss that thought at least, yeah. and then we'll reference it back in next week's episode. Yeah, we definitely want to get more interaction from from our our audience, and so definitely send us in your questions and comments and what you think is going to happen, and uh, and we'll talk about it. Or if you don't want us to talk about it, we would just like to know. So definitely, but back to what our speculation is. I love a good cliffhanger, man. <laughs> this <episode laughs> that was a good one. That, yeah, that was a definitely a good one. So. I still don't. It's nowhere near as good as the very first episode when we see Baby Yoda for the first time. That was the definitely, worst cliffhanger. Yeah. I was. It was the best, but golly, it may. And that was good because that one come out on what a Tuesday. Yep. But and then we didn't have to wait on Friday. On Friday. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have to wait seven days. That was a good time frame for that cliffhanger because it was so huge and everybody wanted to know what happened. But uh, where do you think he's going now? So he got back on his ship and he's, and he's headed off again. I don't know. Tatooine's always a spot. Uh, and I'd mentioned this where, you know, that you only get there when your ship's in trouble. Cause we see, <laughs> yeah. we see Qui-Gon and them in Phantom Menace, you know, they crash there and have to find parts. So it's, right. it's sort right. of just a pit stop. So, I mean, the galaxy's wide open at this point. I mean, yeah, there's really no telling at this point where he's going next. We still haven't seen Gus Fring's character. We haven't. His name, I looked it up and I'm going to get this completely wrong. I think it's John, uh, oh, Carlito, uh, yeah. es- Esposito. Esposito. Yes. I, Esposito. I butchered right. the first we call name. Esposito because yeah. that's, uh, that's easy to say. Yeah, yeah Esposito. Or Gus Fring's character for Gus Fring's you character for Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, that's strictly Gus Fring is a character in Breaking Bad. Right. If you side if note, you're getting confused. Side note: If you have not watched Breaking Bad, please go watch. Breaking yeah, it's Bad. a very good show. Pause this podcast and go <laughs> no, watch no, Breaking no. Bad. Don't pause. The, don't pause the podcast. <laughs> Me. All right, and that's it for Brandon Anderson. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, but it is definitely a good show to watch. Um, but. Watch our pod- to listen see, to our podcast before you go do that. I would love to see his character come in next. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think his character will be? I know we talked about it a little bit. Do you think he'll be an Empire like you guys have mentioned yeah, before? Yeah, he's think... definitely Imperial because yeah. we see him in a TIE fighter. In like one of the cockpit. trailers? Yeah, it's yeah, okay. a trailer. yeah, TIE fighter cockpit. I don't know. I think he's going to be a bad guy. I think he's going to be working for um, Warner Herzog's Warner character. Herzog's character. Yeah, with his track record, I don't think they can make him anything less than. Oh, he's got to be a villain. That mm-hmm. actor crushes. He's always a villain. Yeah, he, he is he's got always a, he's a got villain. He's got a, a Grand Moff Tarkin vibe to him, doesn't he? Like a sort of bit. just scares you by his presence. A Absolutely. little bit, yeah, yeah. But so, here's what I think is going to happen. I think I don't know where he's going. I don't know planet names and stuff like that about where he's going. But I think his next move is to find out where the Mandalorians from the first and second episode. I think it's find out where their new camp is. That's what I think. Yeah, that's good. Because that's pretty much his last option right now. Yeah. That's his last friend in the whole galaxy because everybody's coming after him. I think but. he's got to connect back with them at some point before the season's and over. I, I think he's got to definitely connect back with uh, Cara Dune. Yeah. I, now, feel like, I feel like she'll stumble upon him. I don't feel like he'll go looking for her, but I no. feel like their, their paths will definitely cross. Yeah, right. if not in this season... In season two, definitely. Well, it's, I think it's definitely in season two because uh, she posted a picture on one of her social medias that she is she is in season two. Yeah, she I was keep, in character. She keeps posting like crazy. You trying to slide into those DMs? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I did see that on a on a Star Wars uh, page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see her again. I think we talked about it in the last podcast episode. Mm-hmm. We said that we think she's going to get better with that role as time goes on for her yeah, to continue. For sure acting as that character so i would love to see her come back the fight scenes were really really good from her yeah mm-hmm. and it just comes from her mma background right and, and back to your point about asking you know where you think he's going i think you know a way that they could get him to sort of focus on what planet you know what system he's going to it could be that 
you know, in this next episode or an episode before the season ends, it's just going to be an onslaught of these these guild members, and he's going to be like, all right, I need some help, and then he'll look for. You, you think know, he'll go to the New Republic then? Back up, or I think he's going to eventually make his way to the uh, the the New Republic, the core, the core. The, oh, I, I think the, he'll I think he'll head toward the. And that's when they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is a baby Yoda. <laughs> I will say this: as far as sequel trilogy complaints go. There has been no explanation in these new movies that we've been getting, 7, 8, and 9, as far as the political aspect of the galaxy. This right. Mandalorian show is a great opportunity to do that. And like you said, if the Mandalorian happens to run into New Republic people or locations, whatever, that would be great. It would be satisfying for a lot of people out there that have had that complaint. Yeah. I, de- I definitely see that. I mean, because... You know, in the in the past two movies that have come out, we don't see what's going on in the no, galaxy as far see, as as far as New Republic goes. We see the first episode, order. Well, in episode seven, we see the New Republic there for a second when Starkiller Base is blowing it up. Mm-hmm. Right. We see all of their. It, it seems like the New Republic capital that they're blowing up. Yeah. Do you think it'll do a good job of? Because if you think about it, the original trilogy, they don't do a lot about politics. As far no, as I they remember. Don't at all. And then the, the episodes one, two, and three, they do a lot about it's politics. Everything is about like, politics. There's a, I think Senators. There's a, and... I think there's an episode where they just have like C SPAN running in the background. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's just a lot of politics. So I'd like to see a happy medium because it, it is important to see, you know, like, it is important. Because it's Star yeah. Wars. Like, there's po- politics involved in war. Now, that there's could politics just be, and everything. Yeah. That could be us just growing up watching the prequels, wanting to see that more. Yeah, I don't know old. what original... <laughs> sure, sure, we're getting old. I don't know what original trilogy fans feel that grew up in that era. I don't know if they think politics belong in Star Wars or not. I don't know what sequel trilogy now, what all these new young kids are feeling with these new movies. I don't know if they want to see it, but with us, prequel trilogy, well, I, mean, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say... I'm. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not like we're talking about like millennials or whatever. Oh, no, I'm not it's, talking it's, like that. It's like what it is. It, it's it's the battle between good and evil. Right. So that's what we. The New Republic supposedly is good, but what we're seeing in the Mandalorian is it might be a joke. Right. Well, we but that's also what always has been the good side. Yeah. Is the Republic in canon? We have hints at the New Republic not being good, and right. let me explain what's going on here. Leia. Around episode seven, eight, and nine, she's fed up with the New Republic. So she breaks completely away and she creates the resistance. The resistance is not backed by the New Republic. Mm. It's its own separate thing. They're they're doing something. Leia's saying, Look, y'all aren't doing this, so I'm gonna take this in my own hands. I'm the leader of the resistance. We're gonna go protect the galaxy. So that right there is a huge statement. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna get uh if we're going to see any politics in the Mandalorian, it would be good since we've already had hints that the Republic. I want to know why the why he thinks the Republic is a joke. That's what I want to know. We'll get. I'll, I'm more than certain we'll get an answer. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they'll have slight answers for us. Well, let me ask you something. This. To, do you think he'll make it back to the core in this next episode, or do you think he'll make it back there by the end of the season? Was there three episodes left? Three episodes yeah. left. I think this first season. So far, we've only been in the Outer Rim. That's kind right. of my expectation the rest of the way for this, at least. Because if he's on the Rogue, if he's on the run, he can't go to the core. Right. I don't he think he'd get anywhere close before he was. But do you, he's only on the run from bad people, isn't he? Because bounty hunting's not a... Well, but bounty hunters are everywhere in the galaxy. Right. You just never know. And word gets back to the core quick. He said that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. He's, or actually, I think it was last episode. He's yeah. like word about stuff going down on these small outer rim planets. Right. That's why he travel. had to leave. That's why he had to leave. Though. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, another another thing that I saw too was Baby Yoda sticks out among these outer rim planets. You have to think the closer he gets to the core with all these empires that you know have dealt with Yoda for years. Right. Baby Yoda's going to stick out like a sore A lot of people don't know thumb. what he is. But they know the species, and that this but is a people in the core look at him, and then they're like Yoda. They're like, exactly. hey, I remember, they're like us. I remember Yoda <laughs> cut down a lot of our clones. So yeah, I mean, it has to just you know strike up a red flag, and and maybe we'll see Yoda you know grow up to, like next season a little bit, so I mean, yeah. he can start masking his appearance, or well, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. That's a really like good that. point that you just made. Two people in the entire galaxy that are extremely recognizable. For us as viewers, and also for people in Star Wars, like just there in the galaxy, Mandalorian people stick out 
and Yoda species mm-hmm. stick out, and they're together. So anywhere right. they go, they're getting eyes. And, and it doesn't it doesn't help uh, Mando's you know cause that he just got like the, the <laughs> yeah. Waka Flocka he's of like Mando out, armor. Yeah. yeah, he's just like head to toe. <laughs> but he's he's walking yeah. around like a GQ model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm excited to see where this, you know, the rest of the season's going to go. And even on to next season, I'm already pumped. I think you talked about that they've already been renewed or they're even, yeah, might even be they're filming. Already shooting yeah, they're shooting season so. two yeah. because they've had directors. I'm not sure if George Lucas has visited set yet or not. I know he was there for season one. I don't know if he's visited for season two. Ryan Johnson has visited for se- season two. I know you, how you feel Ooh. about him. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, he's he's obviously got a lot of feedback, positive and negative, yeah. I'm sure, from – the last Jedi, so maybe he can more negative than positive. Actually, well, depends on what I side think of the it's fifty fifty. I think really, I really do think it's fifty fifty. Well, we're going to talk about that in another episode um, that we'll probably be putting up. What do you think? Closer, Later, closer to time, closer to time of the movie, closer to time of the rise of Skywalker, where we're going to have um, along with uh, Brandon Anderson, and we're going to have uh, Jacob Keller on with us as well, which yep. is uh, your brother. Yep, my bro. He's a very, uh, very smart person when it comes to Star Wars world. Yeah, yeah no, and I know he's excited to be on and, and, and nerd out with us too. So <laughs> yeah. it should be yeah. it should be a fun uh, fun experience. Yeah. So, uh, but we're we're gonna have that episode come out later, closer to time of the movie release, which is what the twentieth. Twentieth. Well, we're yeah. going the nineteenth. We're going the nineteenth. Yeah, we yeah. Are. <laughs> I think I got like twelve tickets ordered. <laughs> you see, again, the last that's the nerd now. The last the last <laughs> Jedi has given me like remorse or yeah well i like, like it's giving me heartache so i'm gonna wait and not look at like reviews and stuff i just want the overall hype to die down so i can just take in the movie for what it okay. is right i feel you and i was with you as far as the last jedi kind of putting me down a little bit but i yeah, think you were mad after we walked out of that theater yeah, after we saw it yeah i think though that how disney and how star wars at least are hoping that right now, the Mandalorian people are absolutely loving the Mandalorian. Number two, those of us that have been able to play Jedi Fallen Order, which I don't think either of you two have. I have not, but I've watched you play it, and That it's video awesome. game is incredible I've heard nothing well. bad about it, really. So that is two huge, huge things going on for the Star Wars fan base that I think might uplift those that were affected by The Last Jedi. Yeah. And if allow hopefully for the rise of skywalker to get more positive. yeah i definitely feel that way and see that's sorry that's one thing is just it's a star wars movie at the end of the day so of course i'm gonna watch it and, yeah and that's a lot of people's opinions too like it's just a star wars movie i'm gonna go watch it but yeah i know I'm, there's a lot of people i'm, ho- I'm hopeful because from what i've seen from the trailers that this will be a good one yeah so. i know a lot of people are boycotting this this next film just because Unreal. I don't, I don't get it. Like, don't call yourself a Star Wars fan if you're not going to go, like, nerd out with yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're getting on too much of. Yeah, yeah. we're getting yeah. too much on. We'll cover all this in the in the episode that we put out, and right. uh, we'll we'll be on our Facebook. So keep an eye out for that when it when it drops, and we'll definitely uh, tweet about it and everything like that. Absolutely. Any other speculation? Any other thoughts? Feel free to. We've got plenty of time. Oh, I've dropped else. like two bombs on you guys. So absolutely, <laughs> I feel like I did not think I about feel the like Boba we Fett. We could thing. talk about an hour about Boba Fett because that was yeah. That's what do, you, awesome. do we need to do a Boba Fett recap? <laughs> when, when Let I, us know in the comments below. When I said I was torn between favorite characters, he obviously was on that list too. Just and he didn't have a whole lot of screen time no. either. It was just no. It's just growing up with uh, the original Battlefront One and Battlefront Two for PS2. I don't know what concept. Xbox. Xbox for me, but I, I was a PlayStation kid. I must have been sheltered. I don't know. No, 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 no. But, I'm uh, PlayStation now, so. But so, yeah, I guess I was torn between the two worst characters. You know, Anakin before the dark side and the Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so in this game, I mean, you get to fight as like clone troopers, and then you get, you know, you unlock like Boba Fett, or you get to play as him, and he has a jet pack and a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. So me as a kid, right. I was like, this is the coolest character. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, even just watching the movie, I remember as a kid seeing Boba Fett pop up on the screen and I mean he didn't say anything but he's no just he just had that presence cool. <laughs> and we we get that presence in the Mandalorian absolutely I feel like we get the same presence at that just intensity yeah that they bring to the screen I like it I think it's definitely. awesome definitely I'm excited for sure but I don't I don't know I think that might wrap us up because I don't yeah. have any more speculation and do you have anything to add I'm just ready for next week. I wish I wish yeah, Friday could hurry up and get here a little sooner. I don't feel like I'm good at speculating. I'm just good at like telling y'all what's possible. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, one other thing too, I'm, 
you had talked about how you're not a fan of the episode runtimes during this season. What yeah. would you, what would you like to see? I guess going forward, because I'm sure the the episodes yeah. for this one have already been shot, so they're already set right. in stone. Well, I would like to say that in every episode up to this point, I mean, we haven't had an episode with terrible music. All the music in every episode yeah. has been the music's been great, fantastic. I love it. The thing that I have issue with, I've said it in a previous episode that I have with as far as runtime of these episodes go, I just feel like they're getting crazy amount of money to make these episodes. Because mm-hmm. they said that they got just as much money as Game of Thrones was getting to make their show. And their episodes were a good hour, hour, ten minutes long. I just don't feel like I'm seeing that amount of money up on the screen. Now, granted, I think The Mandalorian is incredible. I love every second of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that just my expectation again going into this, when I saw the number that they were getting, which I think was like $10 million an episode, mm-hmm. an episode, Yeah. Sure. when I hear that, I'm thinking I'm going to see a movie-like quality or movie-like length almost, which I know they don't need to go two hours. I get that. But I was expecting at least 45 minutes to an hour consistently, and yeah. we haven't gotten that. We've only gotten the 30 to 40 gap. Do you feel like a longer episode will hurt kind of the story? Or do you think it will help it? Like I don't know. Per, per, I, per episode story. I mean, we have the overarching story of all of them. Well, right. when we're watching it for the, you know, for the first time, the end always surprises me. Like, yeah. They do a I don't great know. I job. expect to see more, but the, the end always in every single episode surprises me. They do a great job of wrapping up each episode and yeah. getting you ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. I just wish there was something in there that would make it just a little bit longer. I don't know. That just might be my yeah. Star Wars. Like, I just want as much as possible. Yeah. And I'm sure going into the second season, they'll shoot them longer. Like I said, I felt like this one was just like a test because, you know, you had The Last Jedi that, in some people's opinion, tanked and some it didn't. But for them, they were like, let's reintroduce these people to Star Wars and just see how... uh, Because Disney Plus was a new idea, too, and this was a big marketing campaign for them to release the the Mandalorian. This is the first Disney Plus... Well, it's not the first Disney Plus show because they've they've already had some up there, but it was like the big money The big seller, right. So... It was the reason I got Disney Plus. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people would have to say that. Yeah, for sure. And Disney Plus is just going to get bigger because they're working on Marvel stuff now, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I can't aren't wait they, Aren't they working on an Obi-Wan series? Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> we can talk about that in another time. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to include that with Mando Talk. Whenever that comes out, Mando Talk's talking about it. Mando Talk and Obi Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, it'll still be called Mando Talk, but we're we're all... And that's another thing we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. We're trying to figure out, you know, when this season ends for Mandalorian, what we're going to talk about. Right. Because but we, we want to keep it going. We, we're going to keep it going. Uh, but like I said, if you guys have any topics for us to talk about there again, you know, send us a message on Facebook or whatever, or comment on our Facebook page or Twitter yeah. page. If you give us one question, I think me and Nolan both, whoever's here with us, could probably make a 30-minute episode based off just one based question. Based off that one question, probably, So yeah. just any question that's out there, just send them in. Yeah, yeah I mean, I could I could bore a brick wall to death with, <laughs> with just talking. Because <laughs> the season, like you said, it will end at one point, but we're going to still love Star Wars when the season's over, so right. yeah. we, could, we could Star still Wars talk about it. Star Wars never does, never does. But That's all I got, guys. I mean, I, I'm pretty yeah. much good. Yeah, I'm good. I hope you're good. I hope you enjoyed that Chapter 5 episode of The Mandalorian titled The Gunslinger. We are going to wrap it up here. What you can do is follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at MandoTalk. Also, check out our new Facebook page. That's been up for about roughly a week now. It hasn't, yeah, about a week. hasn't yeah. fully hit a week, but our likes are increasing pretty steadily. We like to see that. Continue to share it. Continue to like it. Send in some questions. Hit that comment button comment button hit that like button give us a share do whatever you can to get our name out there we really appreciate it all right i mean i think that's pretty much it so i have spoken